Hello, boys. How how's it been hanging? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. How's it going? It's going going good on my end. Uh, uh, I why don't we start off with some some introductions? Uh, we'll start with we'll start with you, Wilco. Hello, world. Um, I'm I'm Wilco. I uh, am like the token Australian friend. I've known someone <laughs> since Jesus. Must be nearly. 15 years at this point or uh, about 15 years yeah we go back to like marigo fan fiction days which is hell yeah which is a hell of a thing um and you may have seen me being a fucking goblin in the in the charity board game streams <laughs> yes on the board game streams wilco is known uh, has a reputation for being the most devious motherfucker uh around in fact whenever we play board games uh the common joke i make is that we are each other's shadow links because <laughs> usually if a game involves uh simultaneous or uh yeah simultaneous uh move choosing we end up doing the exact same decisions <laughs> because uh great minds and uh rivals think alike um but yes, welcome one of my oldest friends. Thank you for being here. And uh, Rick, go ahead and int introduce yourself. Well, well, first, let me just say that Wilco's reputation is definitely well-earned. Um, I would describe Wilco as uh, a fuck. Um, yeah, exactly. Yes, of course. <laughs> so my name, right. is, my name is Rick. Um, I am on Twitter as Rip underscore Carnage. I've been, uh, I've been friends with, uh, with these guys for several years. Um, mostly met through mutual friends but i'm sure that i can trace our lineage back to aim chats from the early 2000s at some point yes uh you my connection to you and i believe Wilco is the same is through uh david who's yes. been on the podcast before yeah that's and, him uh, again old old school friend and uh yeah what so what rick what's your sort of uh what's your bag what's your Either what do you like to do creatively, or what do you, or what are your interests? Um, I mostly just do a lot of things centered around gaming, which is uh, kind of always been my thing. I've been playing video games since I was just a wee little baby. Um, I grew up on point-and-click adventure games with my parents, and uh, that's actually how I met David, and also how I met my wife. So, um, mm. pretty pretty deep in depth there. It's a hobby um, that pays off. Uh, Who meets their wife <laughs> in a hobby on the internet? I, I, Loser. I was going to say someone. That's something that you and I have in common is that we, we met our significant <laughs> others online, but not being like in a dating service. Like usually when I tell people I met my wife online, they're like, oh, would you use Match.com? And I'm like, yeah, okay, Cupid. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, the uh, Quest for Glory message board. Um, <laughs> um the N Nintendo writer, <laughs> Lemmy's Land. Uh, yeah. Um, now, b before we get into other shit, uh, I did ask Twitter for some suggestions for topics, and, uh, Rick, you, let's start with you. What's one that you thought was a good one to start off with topic-wise? So, our good friend, Youngie, uh, asked, mm -hmm. please answer this, handsome lads, uh, emphasis on handsome, might I add, what is mm -hmm. a formative piece of culture or media that made you realize, oh, snap, this kind of stuff is my jam? Interesting. I feel like I have different answers for different things. Uh, like, obviously, Mario, that, you know, pretty pretty big important <laughs> formative uh part of my life uh got me my closest friends and my wife um so uh one th one topic that i i know we're gonna get into later but uh 
uh, board games mm. uh, for me. That was that was Forbidden Island uh, at an Otacon years and years ago. Like Wilco, you were, you were there, right? I uh, I believe I wasn't there the first time you played it, but then we played it when I we see. went to Ocean City that time. And you played Forbidden Desert with us, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that was one that was also, I was like, oh, shit, board games can be good. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, um... How little he those knew are some, like, at that come... moment. Oh, God, yeah. That, those are some that come to mind, but uh, either of you got one that uh, comes to mind? I, I guess that one that uh, came in, like, a little later, um, like you with board games for me was, uh fallen london and that uh mm. that thing so shout out to fail better games i guess because thank you very much um yeah if i'm taking that back further because that whole thing is like bad things can happen there's an entire like storyline that will mm. not have a good ending it will uh the completion of it literally bricks your account um oh okay <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if I had to dial it back further to, like, I do enjoy Grim Media, like, I'd take that back to my childhood in, like, second or third grade after school watching The Animals of Farthing Wood. So, um, that's... Which one's The Animals of Farthing Wood? Is that the one where they all die? It it is the one where, uh, yeah, like, the (laughs) forest starts getting, like, you know, knocked down for construction and all the animals decide, okay, we're gonna... We're going to go to the, uh, we're going to make a long journey to the national park. And most of them die horribly. It's like that, it's like Watership Down, the TV show, like, uh, that's the one where the porcupines got run over by a truck, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole sequence mm. where they're like crossing the road and they're like trying to resist the instinct to curl up because there's danger because they know it will kill them. And then they do it anyway. And of course, that inspired little Wilco. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Wilco, the best way for me to describe Wilco is, like, imagine, like, a top hat wearing, monocle, mustache curling, vampire gentleman with a cape <laughs> and, a, and a cane with a dice on it. And he goes, oh, would you like to test fate? And he rolls, like, 30 dice. And he goes, ah, but we all down the morally gray path. That's that's like, uh, that's anything like that is Wilco energy. Yes, but first he produces the dice from the inside of his suit pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're made of like human bones or something. He's like, oh, I procured these in a less than savory way, uh, or some shit like that. Yeah, and, and after um, you've lost everything, he just fans out some cards and says, Oh, our cards, your game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does he suit you? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that makes a lot of sense. How about you, Rick? What, what comes to mind for you? So there's a couple that come to mind to me. For board games in particular, I, believe it or not, can trace that back to the floor of your apartment in Michigan when we first played Machi Koro. Oh shit! Really? Wait, that was in, what sparked I you were into board games way before that. Oh, like, no. like I no, was no. like from kid level. Damn. Oh no, wow. no, no! I I was into like tabletop RPG stuff. Like I played a lot of D and D with friends, but I'd never done uh, I'd never done board gaming per se. So when we first played mm. Machi Koro, it's like, oh my god, board games can can, can be fun. What? Yeah. Damn. Remember when we used to play games in the fucking uh, floor like savages? Oh my god! Like 
That was back when I didn't even didn't know better. Now it's you know on a table. It's on a damn table mm. with you know chairs. But yes, now I, th- yeah, I remember we played Machi Koro. I think Dead of Winter was that one we played. Uh, I did not play Dead play of Winter at the time. Like we considered mm. it, but like time constraints. What did we play that like that? Because that was that was a my wedding. Yes, right? that was mm-hmm. the wedding. Yeah. Did we play any other games around that time? I think it was just a shitload of Machi Koro. Mm-hmm. And definitely great, some Mario Party, which isn't, yeah. strictly mm. speaking, a traditional board game, but... But very, very adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have vivid I memories of that, Bowser's right. Big Blast during the... Oh, <laughs> yes. Bowser's Big Blast is, so, is phenomenal. So yeah, um, I was your board game familiar. I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're happy about that. That actually makes me really happy, because now that I see... Because, like, there, there are only a few friends of mine that are, like, on, I would say, on the same level as me in terms of enthusiasm, right? And, Wilco, you're, like, one of them. But I don't like you even... You don't, like, read up on, like, all the, all the board games, Wilco, right? Um, so it's like, not usually. Not... It's it's more like yeah, I it's, have, It's like, more like you'll play whatever. I, I have a number of friends that do do that, so it's like, I can just absorb this through osmosis. I'm just down to play. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas, for me, it's like, Rick, you're one of them that is like that. And then, uh... Matt Arnold, who's been on the podcast before, uh, who you guys have met. I'm, Loco I'm, has definitely met him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, I've uh, I've run across him at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think you two are the only ones that come to mind anyway. Oh no, 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 Ryan, uh, another friend of mine, Ryan. Uh, he also is very, very into into them, but. Um, yeah, like I, it's it makes me very happy to hear that I was sort of the introduction for you because I feel like I've been that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I, I, had, I had thought you had like I don't know played them for like you know years before. Or whatever. No, no, that no. was still also pretty. That was pretty early in my board gaming foray as well because that was a gift from uh, Elizabeth and Adib uh, mm-hmm. that game, and that was like we were just starting to become known as like oh yeah they, they like. They play board games, and so they got that for us as a gift. Um, now, since then, let's just get into board games. Have you played uh, Space Space? I love Space Space, yeah. Space Space is so fucking good, yeah. Uh, I, I think that has that replaced one. Machi Koro for me. Yeah. We'll go, we played it together in Japan. <laughs> did we? Was that, wait, was that the did. one with the spaceships, or was that a different one? That was the one. It's the one with the spaceships where you roll dice. And, okay, uh, okay. Get... Like, because it being in the same sentence as Machi Koro made me think of like a more real estate thing rather than the spaceships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, I will say the game is better with more than two. We like played it on your desk in your hotel room. We were not uh, rich in options for uh, play yeah. space in Japan. Yeah, but. Uh, that game's great. It's basically, you know, same similar thing where uh, you roll dice and, you know, your ships trigger and you can get, like, currencies mm. to get better ships. And mm-hmm. uh, it's really, really great. Uh, I still keep Machi Koro, though, especially because Amory loves it. And, you know, it's at this point, like, uh, there's, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, I'm totally blanking on the word. What value the... <laughs> sentimental value sentimental sentimental yeah. value yes yeah same uh, same jesse i, I got to hold on to it my wife jesse and i actually found that by uh house ruling space base a little bit we sped it up for a two-player game um we mm. uh we, we roll two dummy rolls uh in between our turns so i'll take my turn then we'll oh. roll a dummy so that we can activate our uh 
our other abilities, and that actually speeds up the early game considerably and makes it a lot more fun. So try that if you haven't. That's really smart, actually. Okay, that will give you the same feel, then, as, like, playing it with other... That's cool. Exactly. Nice, nice. I, I mean, if I get on the board game topic, I can go, like, forever, <laughs> which I'm fine with. We can, but I, I will say, let, let's kind of just start basics. Um, Wilco, what are... Mm, you got, like, a top five? Rick, can be the same question for you. Top five. Yeah, it can be whatever comes to mind. Doesn't necessarily have to be. Oh, these are the five best. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know. something that uh, like definitely comes to mind as far as um, like an immediate is uh, uh, the Pandemic Legacy games. They are mm. they are fantastic. Um, kind of an on the nose to topic play. at the moment, See but you, um, that's true. Still need to play two and zero. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, know. no, two's great. Um, got that out of the way before the big one hit, as it were. Um, mm. And recently, as down here in Australia, is relatively under control at the moment, thankfully. Uh, Sounds nice. We've uh, <laughs> uh, we've started uh, playing playing zero. So with my mm. local group, so that's that's uh, that's a good time. I have a question for you. So, with Pandemic Legacy Season 2, mm -hmm. uh, so, I, like, uh, the group I played with, I don't think is going to be the same group. Uh, so, will that matter? Or could you kind of go into Season 2, like, with people who had not played Season 1? I think you'll be fine. Okay. Um, I know they're related, and I don't want to know spoilers, but mm -hmm. it's not like you transfer anything from season one. No, no you don't. You no. don't transfer yeah, anything. Um, Got it. They're, I guess they're very, like the... they're very much self-contained. Two assumes one specific ending from one, so you don't even like get to. Oh, interesting. You don't even get to go off of how your team did. You just start from a fresh slate. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Then that totally yeah. works out. Yeah, two assumes you failed in one. Mm, interesting okay um what else what else you got or maybe maybe we'll switch between both of you that way we can uh you can give the other person time to think sure sure so Wilco said pandemic legacy rick you got one uh gee i'm not sure what my aeons end <laughs> uh did you get uh, no well of course you got the new kickstarter yes yes i i am <laughs> complete on aeon's end i intend to keep it that way and i hoard my my aeon's end sets like they are gold i fucking love that game i need to play i think the last kickstarter set i haven't played yet was it Outcasts? Is that what it's called? Yes, we managed to get some in just before the pandemic, so we haven't played mm. very much of it. But uh, yeah, very, very good. Um, I, I love the uh, I, I love having all of the possibilities of basically running any card combination. And my friend and I have played so much Aeon's End at this point that we more or less eschew some of the basic rules. Like, uh, you know how there are uh, some basic guidelines for how to set up your market. You're supposed to have like three gems, oh, two, yeah, like two three relics, two and four gem, spells. Whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. we, mm. we kind of play with that quite a bit. One thing that I love about the rules as written is that they're very, very freeform about what you do with the game. And they specifically say, sure. if you'd rather play it this way, just fucking do it. It's your game. So right. we, we do a lot of that, and we have a lot of really, really, really fun combos. Um, mm. I, I just I cannot get enough of that game. I will buy Aeon's End until they decide to stop making it. Yeah, what's great about those because I'm with I'm like that with that and Marvel Legendary, uh, is that 
if they ever stop making it, it's like, cool, I have enough content to last me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I use a randomizer app for both games and just make them different every time, and uh, it's, it's, it's great. Um, that's probably in my top five, if not top ten, definitely. Um, do you have a favorite character? I don't. Um, and that's mm. partially because I've seen so many at this point that I can't remember their names. Um, One that I really liked was the guy who could charge. He had, like, water power, so he could charge his first, uh, what do you call it? The yellow thing. <laughs> The the, uh, the, the the power the, of the, the yellow thing. The breach, the breach, yeah. It's like, so you put a token on the breach, and now it's plus one damage. Put another token on the breach. Oh, now it's two damage, or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, that guy was ridiculous. I, I, I will say, I think that the, I think that I do have a favorite. Um, I don't know if you've yeah. come across uh, Ku, Q-U. What she, do they do? She is, uh, she is half human and I think half nemesis. Uh, she's the builder and destroyer, and you can switch back and forth between getting additional money for uh, damage or, or getting additional money and getting additional damage. So, like, you're constantly mm. flipping back and forth between, like, maximizing your buy power and then maximizing your damage. And we found a lot of really fun combos with her to, to really take advantage of it. That's cool. Okay. Wilco, back to you. Um... Another one that comes to mind, I'd have to go with the Game of Thrones board game. I think this one is more <laughs> has an element of sentimental sentimentality, giving it the edge because I've had some great mm. times playing this with various friends groups. But like, it's a fun game. Like, you've got your up to six players, and honestly, it works better with six. Um, mm-hmm. Just so all the regions are in play with factions that have different abilities and so yeah. different approaches to taking <laughs> the different areas yeah um, it's a beefy and mean game oh it's a uh, very mean game i have not i don't know that i will ever play game of thrones unless i'm in the presence of either or both of you mm, out I'd, of I'd, I'd be uh, just because you feel like you can't you can't get it to the table you mean I don't think that I could get it to the table. I don't think that I have a group that would be willing to play, and it's honestly very intimidating mm. to me. I've seen so many things about it that make it sound absolutely incredible, but I just don't know if I could grok it without having somebody to walk me through it. Makes sense. I, th- I like the game. I don't think I like it as much as Wilco, but I would play it with the right group mm-hmm. again because it's... it is a ripe for ripe for treachery and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're like making like secret deals and it, it's mm. it's good i i think i i should clarify it's is, not a game i like to play often but if i have sure. the right of group course. it's phenomenal right it's like a it's a, it's an event game it's like yes, ah it absolutely we got is. six together the six bastards it's time you know yeah <laughs> I, I i totally can get behind that uh all right back to you rick I would say that my uh, my number two is probably Spirit Island. Oh, that's yeah, a great yeah. one. Yeah, it's a good one. Je- Jesse and I play a lot of cooperative stuff. We're not particularly competitive with one another, so we prefer to play games that we can, like, you know, enjoy together and work on together, and Spirit Island is absolutely one of those. I mm. cannot get enough of that game. Um, we just picked up the uh, the new expansion that came out via Kickstarter. It just came in last fall. And uh, unfortunately, haven't gotten a chance to play it as much as we'd like. But oh my god, I I just adore Spirit Island. It's similar to Aeon's End, where there's just 
There is so much content there that will keep you going for a long time. We've played a shitload of Spirit Island, and we still haven't touched some of the mechanics. Is that one where um, you buy all of it? Um, yes, but there isn't very much of it to buy, so... Oh, I see, I see. So it's just like you got a couple more characters and stuff, basically. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a small box expansion that added a couple of characters and a new mechanic, and then there was recently a new full-sized expansion that added, like, maybe eight more spirits and a bunch of new stuff. So uh, they get progressively more and more complicated, too, which the game is already a little bit fiddly, and I, I'm fully aware of that. It takes some time to admin, especially when you haven't played in a while and you're trying to remember how everything goes, but mm-hmm. it is so worth it. It is such a brain-burning puzzle. It is... I, I, and I love stuff like that. I love things that really make me rack my brain and figure out the most efficient way to do something. And that is exactly what Spirit Island is. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's a that's a good one. Uh, it's and for those of you listening who aren't familiar, it's a great twist on the usual colonizer theme in board games. Instead, mm-hmm. you are the spirits killing the colonizers uh, who are invading your island. It's great. Yes, and the the tokens are specifically spindly little white dudes, so very (laughs) satisfying, especially when you take the uh, the ocean spirit who can literally roll the tide inland and then suck them all out to the ocean and swallow them up in the sea. Last time we played that, I uh, I played like the 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 shadow one, whichever one that is, and I ate so many people. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great theme. Uh, Back to you, Walker. Okay, well, you know, I'm going to go with uh, the game that I like to think that Spirit Island is the uh, unofficial sequel to in uh, (laughs) Archipelago, uh, which is about discovering an island chain and uh, doing that uh, not exactly great thing of uh, profiting off it. Um, Mm, Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like, this one's good because it's got um like it's pretty meaty you've got uh goods that you can acquire that can be sold on both a domestic and an international market for different payoffs Mm. uh everyone there's one public objective and everyone has one public objective and one end game condition and Mm. everyone has a secret end game condition and a secret personal objective um okay so and if uh, if you were if you were exploit the island chain too much, the uh, the the locals will revolt and kill everyone, unless that's your secret unless that's your secret objective, and you want that to happen. So it's I see. So it's a weird twist of competitive, but also a level of cooperative because you don't want things to spiral out of control. But Theme-wise, not great, which is why I like yeah. to think Spirit Island is the sequel. <laughs> yeah, a lot of board games, you're like, ooh, ooh. Uh, oh, what's that one game? Mombasa? Oh, my God. That's the one. That's such a bad theme. It's a really good game, unfortunately, but <laughs> such a fucking problematic uh, theme. The same for uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, oh, boy. Let's not get started on that. Um, <laughs> oh, Archip- no. uh, I'm looking. I'm looking up Archipelago, and the designer of this is the guy who did uh, Dungeon Twister. Either you play that? I've no. not. That's a pretty cool game. I think it's out of print. I played on Board Game Arena though, and it's a game where you are on two ends of a dungeon. It's a one-on-one game, and you're sending your warriors kind of like towards each other, 
but the rooms you can twist them so like you're like constantly twisting and turning the rooms to try to fuck with each other and you're trying to kill each other um it, it, it's very clever so uh, that sounds like a cousin of archipelago yeah it, <laughs> it's it's definitely um a very it's it's a very good game so I, i'm i'd be down to try archipelago i had not heard of this one uh, sungwon this is a game that i played when i was in australia visiting wilco a couple of years ago and i gotta say whenever the three of us are together I am pulling out all the stops to play Archipelago with you because I think that you would love it and I'd love to see you in that setting. Archipelago <laughs> is absolutely fucking intentionally mean. Wilco didn't go. <laughs> Wilco didn't go into my favorite mechanic of this game. They specifically tell you in the rules you can make any deals with any players for anything you want and you do not have to uphold your deal if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Myself, Rick, Jess, and my local friends, um, Joey and and Sia, like we're just sitting around the table with like whiskey. Was like, mm, and now how are we going to solve the latest crisis? Yes, because it, it's like a cooperative, competitive thing. So you kind of have to work together for some objectives, but you absolutely don't want to work too much together. And if somebody's a runaway leader, there's nothing stopping the other players from like making side deals for land or resources. <laughs> and uh, I think the only the only rule is uh, there's there's a rule uh, something along the lines of once a condition has been met on your bet, you do have to pay up. Um, mm. but you don't have to keep the bet for long. Like, for example, if Wilco promises me a bunch of resources, if I take care of a certain person and, you know, do something to them or stop them from doing something, and in the process of me doing that, the conditions of the deal change and he no longer needs me, he can just fuck the deal and not bother wow. with me. It's, um, it's very, I'm altering the bargain, and pray I don't alter it yes. further. <laughs> yes, um, it is absolutely fantastic and it's the kind of game that you really need the right group for you need a group of people who are not afraid to look each other in the eye and smile and say it's strictly business i love it i am down we absolutely should play this okay how about you back to you rick um next i would say viticulture viticulture is one of my all-time ah, favorites Ah, so good so good have you played it wilco i don't believe i have played that one uh, oh it's about God. it's about making wine. Uh, you, you're uh, it, and and it feels very thematic too. Like mm -hmm. un unlike some other like worker placement games, it's but you like you like, the the grapes ripen and you uh, you have different workers and the seasons and it feels it feels like you're uh, in Italy uh, growing the wine. <laughs> uh, and it's a meaty game too. Uh, it, it's it's fun. Um, that that theme is exactly why wine. I like it. Mm. Meaty, yeah, big old bacon wine. Um, I, I I really value a strong theme when it shines through in a game. I like to feel like what I'm doing is actually tied to what the game is telling me that I'm doing. Yes. Um, and Viticulture is right there. There are so many different steps. You have to prune your engine every step along the way, and you're constantly refining until you finally hit that perfect wine production loop and then it's just like all right now i gotta get my workers in place before anybody steals the actions that i want how can i uh how can i hedge my bets here what other forms of doing these actions do i have just in mm -hmm. case somebody else takes my my move and it's like 
it's again such a such a great thematic game it's not very hard to learn uh very fun to play uh, that's one of my all-time favorites yeah stonemeyer games is really good stuff and again mm-hmm. I, I love the i love that it's this theme and not like the typical you're colonizer going getting lands mm-hmm. you know no. you know growing wine not growing wine but growing grapes you know making wine uh, it, it it it's great i i wholeheartedly agree uh, back to you, Wilco. Battlestar Galactica. Ah, this I've is I've always wanted to play that. Me too. <laughs> do you do you own it? I do not, but I've got a couple of friends that do. I really need because it's out of print. I it is really out of print. Want to play this game? Yeah. When uh, when when I was over at their house while I was in Australia, the the boxes caught my eye, and I did a double take, and I thought that's that's not. It's not really Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I it? assure you, it is. Yeah, and I have no interest in the show. I mean, not, 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 not I just haven't. I have no exposure to the show. I just from mm-hmm. the legacy of the game. Just I, I you know, I. I'm I'm currently I watching the show just because of like my experience with the game. Mm. But um, yeah, no, it's great. You've got your um, you've got your, I think it. Five players minimum, and uh, at least one person is a Cylon trying to screw over the rest of the players and ensure they mm-hmm. don't complete the journey. Um, and it goes up to... Is it eight players, maybe? I think it goes up to eight. might be a little higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got your characters, of which there are political characters, military characters, pilot characters, and support characters. Supports are sort of general all-rounders, pilots get in the ships and go and fight the silent spaceships. Mm-hmm. Political ones are usually um, are in line for uh, the presidency, which is like policy, and uh, military ones have the admiralty, which is like determining the next location and when to use a nuclear warhead um, mm. if things are bad. But okay. um, if... A Cylon is in any of those positions of power. Things can go very badly <laughs> for mm. the players. Um, in fact, my current Discord icon is um, a an image a friend drew. Um, all right, I got it commissioned actually after the running gag we had, which was uh, re-elect Cylon President Wilco. <laughs> he's, he's the <laughs> devil, you know. <laughs> I was wondering, um, wondering exactly what the. It just kind of looks like you. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, like, it's, like, it, the picture when it's it's bigger is, like, there are, like, some cyborg looking bits, but it so doesn't see. actually look like a Cylon, exactly, but it was a fun running gag, and it, it happens a lot. That's great. Uh, all right, back to you, Rick. Number four, I would give to Terraforming Mars. Oh, I thought that was coming. I was so surprised that didn't come up earlier. No, Terraforming Mars is phenomenal. And that, that one actually, Songwon, is very contrary to ANZN because that is one that I do not, do not want to own a complete set of because I feel mm. like after after the Prelude expansion, and I think there was one other small one, basically by the time that... Venus it, one, right? By the time that we got to Venus Next, like, we played it with Venus, ne- Venus Next and then we boxed that up and put it away and we just <laughs> won't include that anymore. It added too much bloat, but I feel like the base game with just like the preload set and and whatever is 
absolutely perfect. I love it. It's such a such a satisfying game. Yes. It is so much fun to get like you know to to draw corporations and happen to get the one that you absolutely wanted, Helion. Um and then just play <laughs> that one and run the board because you know exactly how to play that corporation. It is so satisfying. That game's <laughs> so good that like obviously every game I try to win, but I just have fun playing that game. Like yes. like I love like improving all the parts of the planet and increase getting your engine to make even more goodies. Like at the end of the game, like even if I don't win, I mean obviously it's not like if I lose I'm like this sucks, but like if I lose I'm like oh okay. I had a great time. <laughs> like I it, yeah. it, it's just so that's to me like a sign of a, of a great game where um you just enjoy it throughout, you know, the whole time. Um, I'm having flashbacks now of uh, when Rick visited and we played Terraforming Mars, and due to, like, one particular card choice right at the end by my friend Squeaky, um, there was, like, one unfilled tile on the planet's surface that he could have filled in and I was just like why it could have been a beautiful tapestry you son of a bitch selfish motherfucker uh that's a great choice all right Wilco your final final choice final final choice oh I'm going to have to go with uh and this kind of ties into the discussion regarding archipelago uh nothing personal Ah, um, I'd like to try it. So Nothing Personal is uh, a game about, you know, seizing control of the Mafia. The, the old uh, Don is is ill and is not long for this world. So it's all about jockeying for position and, like, getting the most influence over the various members in the current hierarchy so that they're in your pocket, which, you know, goes a bit back and forth. Someone else will put more influence on them. Um, uh, someone else might have someone that they can't outstrip the influence of, just put out a hit on them, kill them, and then, like, your investment's gone. Whoever's the first player and controls the top-ranking member gets, like, a first-player token in the form of, like, a literal, like, gold plastic, you know, Don ring. It's ridiculous. Nice. And, um, you know, it's, it's a very... It's a game that can be very mean, but... You know, also, it's it's not a personal kid. It's it's just business. <laughs> I'm noticing a lot of your games are extremely mean. Uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Gee, well, after that introductory sequence, I'm surprised that uh, this is uh, anything worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah, remember when I said that Wilco's a fuck? I meant it. I meant He's every word of it. Absolutely a fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I really want to try this game. I, uh, one, of this, one of the co-designers is Tom Vassell, who... Uh, uh, I really like the Dice Tower. It's a classic, you know, board game channel, the Dice Tower, and uh, I really want to see like what kind of game that guy can make, considering how much he loves board games. Uh, it, it seems like it'd be it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, and Rick, your final final choice. Well, Wilco. Speaking of nothing being personal, Ooh. I have to say that my number five pick is Twilight Struggle. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know you two I have love been it. going at it in that game. 
Yeah, yes, we... Wilco and I have played a fair few games of Twilight Struggle, and there is not a more tense experience than waking up first thing in the morning and seeing a notification on my phone that Wilco has moved and it's my turn. <laughs> so you play it. Yeah. You, bo- you play that chess by mail style, right? We we've played it both ways. We've played it uh, in a Discord together, and we've also played it asynchronously. Mm. And uh, I I kind of prefer playing it in person, just because you can hear your opponent's yeah. visceral reaction when you fuck up everything for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, <laughs> God, that game is so yeah. so so good. We haven't played in a while, but like especially over the early months of quarantine, we had a few solid games of that chess by mail style. I my I I love that game. Uh, I won my, my first game. I I played with Jay, and uh, <laughs> oh, I, we know. <laughs> and I uh, he did not pay attention to one of the victory conditions. I think it's the one. Is it the tug Europe. of war if one? If you lose control, oh, if oh, someone no, it's seizes Europe control one. of Europe, yes, mm-hmm. um, I won it in three turns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was just, I like, I was like, Jay, I, oh, you're not gonna defend Europe, uh, okay? And then I was like, I won. And then I was like, maybe get good on the on the rematch, huh? Uh, and <laughs> it's a phenomenal, phenomenal game. Now, have either of you played Watergate? I have yes. not played Watergate. Mm. I assume this is about Tricky Dicky. It's about old Tricky Dicky. Uh, if you want Twilight Struggle, but like bite size, Watergate's great. Like you know, some people get really intimidated by Twilight Struggle. I was intimidated by Twilight Struggle, uh, and then I was surprised to see. Oh no, it's basically just like a back and forth card game of like mm-hmm. I play this to mm-hmm. fuck you over. Oh, I play this to fuck you over. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. Twilight Struggle is essentially just Yu-Gi-Oh. Got it. Cool. Uh, <laughs> it's just Cold War <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh with a map. Um, excuse me. Watergate is is like um, your one of you is Nixon, the other side is the press, and you have like kind of like a similar tug of war system, and you have um, like the press is trying to make connections to Tricky Dick, and you have these cards that are based off events on history, and it's like aha, I'll play this reaction card and stop that, or aha, I'll play this really powerful card, but then it goes away forever. Um, it it's uh, really really great. Um, just, like it give it gave me a very very similar feel to this game, but like in thir- thirty minutes tops. What um, Watergate is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I, I think the closest that I have to your uh, taking over Western Europe uh, story is when maybe the last game that Wilco and I played, and possibly because of this was the last game that we played. Um, <laughs> I got to play the. Uh, I got to play the War Games card, which reads that if DEFCON status is two, you may immediately end the game after giving opponent six victory points. Uh, so, yeah, I just played a card that won me the fucking game. And uh, I got to hear Wilco just crack up laughing at the insane way that I defeated him at this long-form, super-tense game. I just play a card, and that's it. That's the game. GG. Damn. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a pretty great capstone. That's that's a good that's a good move. Uh, now Wilco, kind of going back to the Twitter suggestion suggestion suggestions. Is there one that you want to cover um, that you thought was worth mentioning? Oh, let's see. Angel had an interesting question. <laughs> what inspires Wilco's malice? Why does he enjoy pain? <laughs> well. Because it's fun. Hey, uh, that's fair. 
I mean, if I was going to give that a more serious answer, um, my early teen years were not a good time. They mm. were very bad, actually. Mm-hmm. There was... It got to the point where there was content warning here. Mm. Um, I got very close to uh, topping myself at, at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a coping mechanism is... Um, like I got pretty venomous uh, as a as a person during that time. Like mm. I'd call it like a survival strategy, call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my primary coping mechanism during that time was essentially getting even uh, in a lot of respects mm. and. You know, with time and, you know, some therapy and, you know, getting my life back together after, in you know, in my late teens and that, um, mm-hmm. it's hard to essentially dial all of that out of your personality, essentially. Sure. But um, I, I did end up, you know, more or less uh, funneling that kind of uh i don't even know what the proper word is uh enmity into uh like you know competitiveness and rivalry which is which are much healthier sure. emotions than actual active malice you know there's probably an element of malice still there but it's um you know more ha i've beaten you at a game suck it as opposed to i actually want you to suffer right no um, yeah yeah cuz i i will say woko like you as much as we call you a fuck i do definitely and you may disagree but i do think you are one of like the genuinely nicest guys that i know like as a friend i i would agree with that and i was actually going to say that uh i had you pegged all wrong my friend because i figured the reason why you were so filled with malice is because you were just so frustrated at the fact that you're such a damn nice guy (laughs) (laughs) because you are it it is immensely flattering to hear that because most of the time i don't believe it myself so it's always nice to hear it from others because it means that the whole rebuilding myself has gone well yeah listen no. i i call i call wilco a fuck and i call him a fuck to his face but i'd be lying if i told you that wilco was anything other than like one of the most generous nicest people that i know like wilco is the person that when he is upset at somebody you know they <laughs> you know they up. fucked up yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no man i'm i'm very happy that you know you uh, managed to, you know, recover yourself and, you know, rebuild because uh, you're you've been one of my closest friends for a long time and like uh, you're you uh, I think what I like about well actually both of you but is like you are both very genuine pe- uh, people mm-hmm. uh, and like yeah I think some people are very. Mm, Maybe they want to like please the crowd or whatever, and you know they come off as maybe a little a little false. But I never get that impression with either of you, uh, and so that that's also to me why I enjoy talking to you guys so much is because of that. Um, now, likewise, man. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Now, I always like to give the guests an opportunity to, uh, and we'll start with you, Rick. 
is there a topic you want to bring up or a question for me or for the group that you want to ask uh yeah anything you want if not don't worry about it but i'm gonna give you a chance oh no yeah what do you got oh no there is a burning question Mm. that i had to make sure to write down Mm. because i did not want to forget to ask you this question what do you got um, yes, delicious indeed. So, someone, <laughs> when I when I think about you, yeah. um, and I think about our friendship over the years, one thing that comes <laughs> to mind immediately um, is all of the late fucking nights that we've had on Skype talking about snacks. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> snack Skypes. Oh. I, we, we have had we have had like. Conversations until 6 a.m. Where when I woke up at noon the next day, I dragged my wife to the grocery store to buy the snacks. I did the exact same thing. I was like, gotta go, gotta go to Meyer. All right, I'm gonna get this, gonna get this, gonna get this. Yes, yes. So there is a question, and and I found out about this uh, a little while ago, and I haven't had a chance to ask you this question. So I need to know. Yeah. Are you aware of, and do you have an opinion of, the return of 3D Doritos? What? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, recently? Oh, you didn't uh, know? Yes. Wait. Yes, as of December. As of December 2020. Oh, yeah, those are back, God. baby. What? Wait. What? Did you have them? <laughs> I have not. Oh, I just did an Instacart order. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Get a... <laughs> No! Oh. I'm going to see a man break I'm, down live on it. I am staring at a page of Doritos 3D Crunch chili cheese nacho. Do I do another? Just, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, because there was, I want to say maybe like five years ago, a while ago. They came out with like these like shitty like jalapeno ones that were like oh supposedly like 3D mm-hmm. Doritos. I don't know if you had those. They they weren't good. They were just kind of gritty and they weren't they were not the right consistency. These look very similar. Uh, they look like the right thing. They right? look like the right. Oh no. Okay. Wait. Can I up? Oh, wait. 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 Okay. The delivery got delayed. I think. So can I? <laughs> can, I, can I add these on? I'm doing this real oh time. Oh my god! Oh, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Can I add to order, please? Okay, okay. Oh, can I do it? Let me see. This feels like a Twilight struggle moment where I just move the Doomsday clock a little closer to midnight. <laughs> Doritos 3D. Are they okay? Where are they at Walmart? I think they're at Walmart. Okay, I might. Dude, I might do like a separate fucking order. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's worth it if they're good. Oh, uh, and it, 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 okay. So the answer is no. <laughs> I didn't. I uh, was not aware. I am very curious. In fact, I think I'm gonna do an order. I don't give a shit. Whatever. It's quarantine. Who gives a fuck? Uh, there are no rules. Oh wait, are they not in my area? Who? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I know this is really good <laughs> podcasting. Uh, it's me, it's me mumbling to myself about Doritos. 3D. He just needs the chips. 
while while you're looking into that, I will say that this uh, this bodes very well for me because that is two of the three snacks that uh, I particularly have wanted to come back. There are planters mm, cheese balls. Yes. There are three D Doritos, and now all we need is those sweet sweet PB crisps. Oh, PB crisps! Oh, those are, oh, delicious. I'm gonna chime in with my like regular refrain during the late night snack chats what a pb crisps (laughs) so pb crisps they are peanut shaped cookies um and they had they were well you don't like peanut butter because you're a freak but they were full that's right yeah they're full of peanut butter and they were just the perfect like crispy peanut buttery oh just yes it was the perfect ratio of crisp to peanut butter let me show you a picture. Uh, yeah, these were the shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, that would be great. I'm trying to think. That's a great topic. I'm trying to think of other ones. We'll go. <coughs> are there any Australian snacks that went away from your? They don't. Be, they don't have to be Australian. Any snacks that you miss that are like they got discontinued, like golden uh, gay time whiz bangs or whatever. Oh, if they, uh, if they by the way, for listeners, the golden gay time, time is an ice cream. People would riot in Australia. <laughs> I'm not just saying the words "golden gay time" out of nowhere, uh, or like fizzy wobblers or, or something like. Uh, what, what, what are snacks that you're like? Oh, I wish they made these still. Bonus points if there's something that we've never fucking heard of. Um. You know, I don't know that there's anything that, like, I've been, like, super broken up about. Like, like, snacks come and go. It's the circle of life. Like, I'll, I'll eat what's, uh, what's available. Um, unless it's, like, something that was, like, an all-time favorite that leaves. I'm like, eh, I can roll with this. That's and it's sad, that's, but... That's, like, the adult reaction. Like, okay, you're boring. Like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What you're supposed uh, I'll, I'll, to do is dream about them every night. Every night for the rest of your life when they're gone. I'll fill in the blank here. There is an Australian snack that I wish that we had here in America that I got to sample while I was there. Which one? Oh, yeah. And those are Mars Pods. Mars Pods. Oh, Pods. I, I don't think this would necessarily be your thing, someone, because I know you're more of the... Uh, you're, you're more of the... Less of the sweet friend. You're more a savory. I'm more a savory friend. More but describe savory these guy. to me. Are these cookies? These are these are like a a chocolate inside of a thin cookie shell. Think like the PB Crisp, except I would like this. I like that because it, I like texture. So like if it's crunchy or crispy, yes. with the chocolate caramel. Ooh, mm-hmm. I want these it. were phenomenal. These occupy like a a piece of real estate in my brain. Largely because, um, like, you'd you'd go to the cinema and there'd always be like you know, ads before the movie, and there'd usually be one for these bastards, mm. and it always was like the pyramids, impressive, yeah, but can you eat them? And then it'd be like Mars pods. <laughs> yeah, I mean the answer is no, you can't. So who fucking cares? They're not pods. I wish Mars bars, like the name that name caught on here, like that's such a good name for a fucking candy bar. Wait, Mars is not really a thing in the no, US? No, we, mil- we have Milky Way. Mm. You guys have Milky Way, right? Yeah, we have Milky Way. Milky Way. Do we still have Milky Way? I think Milky Way kind of died. Milky, Milky Way survived here, but Mars bars? No, we don't We don't really... It's not a huh. thing here. Um, I, now, I Mars is the name of the company, correct? It's the name of the company, 
but the bar, I mean, I'm sure it's sold in like maybe in some like specialty, but it's not one of the regular bars you see ever. Like I <sighs> can't remember the last time. In fact, I don't even know if we sell them in America, but what is a Mars bar? It's see, caramel and nougat. I think so. Okay. Okay. Um, and also, is your chocolate as good as Europe's chocolate? I've never been to Europe, so I couldn't uh, tell you. Is it better but... than, than our chocolate? Oh God, yes. Okay, like, then it's probably. And I, I, I've, um, I've, I've told this story to you before, but, um, you know, like as a kid, I read a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog comics, and mm. there was always like, you know, a like a uh, a full page advertisement, you know. In some of them usually at least once per issue mm. of like a hershey bar and i was like oh this must be like the american chocolate yeah. and then when i got to america and i tried i was just like this is gravel what is this <laughs> yeah this is bad yeah like our our chocolate compared to like europe's chocolate like it europe's chocolate is so fucking good and ours is so sad in comparison um I, I, um... Going back home to my Cadbury. <laughs> hey, guys, what drink should I get to with these Doritos to get qualified for the $10 minimum <laughs> delivery thing? Uh, are there any new drinks out? Uh, or maybe, maybe I'll try a drink I haven't had. Maybe RC Cola. I don't even know if I've had RC Cola. You've never had RC Cola? I don't... I think maybe, maybe once. Like, is it any good? It's, uh, I mean, it's cola. <laughs> you, so you just it's, went, it's you nothing. haven't had RC cola? I mean, Be, it's fine. Because, well, well yeah, think... because it's it's like a, it's a Midwest thing. So I'm kind of surprised that you haven't. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't, that that was not popular. Like, or what are some other, like, sodas that are, like, kind of less common? Like, oh, Wilco, I'm sure there's a thousand, like, What's the one that David always jizzes his pants about? The lemon one? Oh, uh, either Lyft or Solo. Mm. Which are the two, which are mm-hmm. produced by, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola and Schweppes. What is like your go-to Australian soda? You're like, ah, this is, this is. I'm, I'm a big fan of vanilla Coke. Okay. Which yeah. is like the one Coke flavor down here that like, there was enough interest in the, limited time flavor they just made it a permanent one mm. uh cherry coke did not survive and oh, neither surprising. did any of the other neither of any of the other flavors they tried like you only see those as like limited time mm. um solo is is good there's like a variant that's like lemon lime instead of just lemon uh what i really like mm-hmm. um um let's see when I visit you, I am going to go to town on your grocery store. Oh, I have store. no doubt. Yeah, like, I'm like, let's go. Everything I don't recognize, I want. I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna... I did that when I went to Ireland for a con. I like. I was like, it's for my, uh, um, what do you call it? The, the, my, the, the, one of the con people, I was like, hey, can you take me to the local grocery store? He's like, why? He's like, I just want, and then I bought every Walker's crisps, every, mm-hmm. like, I was like, what do you guys, what do you guys like? What do you like? And then just throw it in the car, throw it in the car. Yeah, I never heard of that. Uh, it was, it was a good mm-hmm. time. Yeah, like, it's not a soda, but, um, or a soft drink, as we call them. Um, but I do really like just getting, like, a 500 ml bottle of Ribena, which is, like, the, 
the black currant fruit drink that you get down here. Cause you guys don't get black currant. Yeah, we don't do black currant here. We do not. Yeah. Black currant juice is really nice. Hmm. Sounds good. Um. Now, Wilco, is there a topic you wanted to bring up or a question for me or for both of us that you wanted to ask? Uh, let's see. Meanwhile, I'm deciding what other... Uh, they have some kind of Mountain Dew melon flavor. I'm just going to try that because why not? I'm just... Do they still make Mountain Dew Livewire? Livewire? I don't know. Let me see. I have such a specific memory of Livewire. Summer of 2003, limited edition orange Livewire Mountain Dew. I drank so much of that that, like, all of the events of that summer, like our trip to South Carolina, all the late nights that I spent up on AIM talking to David, like, it all comes back to me when I think of Livewire. Interesting. See, when I, I think of Livewire, the first thing I think of is, like, the one, like, episode of batman the animated series where poison ivy and harley quinn team up with superman villain lifewire mm. yeah me too <laughs> uh, uh, mountain dew frostbite i've never heard of this i'll try that um okay i think i have enough for my order oh okay all right should i is there is there any any impulse shit i should just throw on here guys any like Dumb fucking fucking food items. Go with your heart. No, nah, I think I'm good then. If you have no suggestions, I I am always a fan of uh, of Snyder's loaded pretzel pieces. Ooh, that sounds fake, but okay. Those... No, no, no. It is very real, my friend. Yeah, honey mustard. All right, I am gonna. These <laughs> are gonna come. To... Sounds fake, I say, knowing full well I could go down to the supermarket and pick up like a fifty pack of Zupa Dupas. <laughs> Super Dupers are popsicles, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's the. Or Super Dupers Freezy use. Pops. What's the difference? Put a picture of them in the chat. All right. <laughs> we'll determine what these are. Fucking Super Duper Golden Gate time, my ass. Wilco could go down and grab a Whopper from Burger King, except he'd have to get it from Hungry Jacks. <laughs> yeah. Because. The Hungry Jacks was already copyrighted. And then you were telling yeah, us you, like, you guys just recently got Taco Bell for the first time. Yes, yes. There's a Taco Bell near my house now in the old Red Rooster building. All right, Rick, I have officially placed the order. Uh, I believe these will be here later this evening. Uh, I will let you know. This is super duper. Are they know. Freezy Pops or... These are Freezy or... Pops. Yeah. Well, Those are Freezy Pops. Some people, some people okay. call them Otter Pops. What do you call these, Rick? Uh, freeze pops, freeze, freeze pops, freezy pops. Yeah, mm. okay, okay. Doopers. Uh, <laughs> they come in for the listeners: orange, pineapple, lime, bubble gum, and blue, which is interesting. Raspberry, cola, fairy floss, and black currant. Fairy floss is cotton candy. Yes, okay. that's what we call cotton candy. Got it. Got it. What? <laughs> oh, we're always, always learning something new. <laughs> <laughs> Fairy floss. Uh, now, this cultural exchange. Now, what colors does fairy floss usually come in? Uh, like pale pink or pale blue. Okay, I think so that's, that's the same over that's, there, that's right? That's the same, yeah. Okay. Sometimes you see like some novelty colors, but it's usually those. Mm, okay, okay. Um, any last uh, uh, weird... I shouldn't say weird. <laughs> Different Australian uh, uh, 
food things from us? Like, or, you know, when you came to America, what was, was there anything you remember that was like, oh, this is, this is weird. Or like, this is not what we do for like food wise or drink wise. You know, I'd heard about it. Like, this is like not so much a product specific thing. And I'd heard about it, of course, but I was just blown away by how much high fructose corn syrup is in like literally everything. Interesting. <laughs> so what do you, mm, go ahead. Like it's it's banned down here. You can't oh. use high fructose corn syrup. Um, like the health authorities banned its use. It's like you use actual sugar or tough titties. Interesting. So, does our like soda taste different to you? A little bit. Like mm. I mean, soda wherever you go tastes a little bit different because the local water factors into it. Okay. But. Okay. Yeah, I never, th I did not know that high fructose corn syrup was banned in Australia. Um, that's smart. Seems like you guys ban a lot of stuff that we should probably ban, like guns and uh, high fructose corn <laughs> going, syrup. Going outside during a pandemic. Going outside during a fucking uh, pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I also recall Wilco being very, uh, like, I don't want to say culture shocked, but just surprised by the size of our large drinks here. Right, oh, yeah. because like the size of a small McDonald's drink in America is the size of a large McDonald's drink here, and so the large is like you know the size of like half a baby or something, and I'm like <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, like, a small this is, a, is like our a, our large is your or wait our our small is your large? That's not enough. What the fuck I, is your small? Like a cup? Like a little thimble? I think, I, think our, yeah. I think our medium was your large, Wilco. I think you're was exaggerating <laughs> a bit, yes. Okay, well, maybe I'm just thrown off by how gigantic the large was. I'm the like, large is pretty this big. This is like, they've built a second cup onto the bottom of a cup. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't, a, isn't a singular cup. This is like a Power Rangers Megazord of cups. I mean, have you seen a gas station's, like, giant cup? I have. Yeah, that is like, those are, that's a baby. Those are tremendous. Those yeah. are like, I mean, they're not kidding when they say big gulp. Like, <laughs> we do see something close to that in some of the Seven Eleven gas uh, gas stations here occasionally. Mm. But I was just like, damn, that's that's so much soda. Yeah, you got yeah, you can't. I I recently uh, uh I tweeted I like I got a Grubhub order and they sent me a Diet Coke in one of those big plastic tubs that you usually put soup in. Uh, <laughs> Surprise! Yeah, I saw that. It's, hum <laughs> it's humongous. It lasted me all day. <laughs> like I was like, finally, finally, exactly enough soda. Uh, they understand. I think it did. It last me. No, it last me. I think yeah, the entire day. In fact, I was streaming. Uh, and they and people were like, "Is that the same soda from your like lunch twin?" Like, yep, it's <laughs> still going. Um, I remember uh when Woko, uh, one of my, I think, was this the first time we met in person? It might have been. Uh, when you came to visit with like uh Elvis, and was that the first time we met in person? I believe so. Yes. So of course, one of my fondest memories is taking Woko to a Wendy's and. Where we just, oh my we just, god, I know where this is we going. We just bullied him into finishing a Baconator meal because he, oh he just could not handle the, the size uh, of that meal. And we were like, eat it, eat it, you bitch, eat it. 
Eat it, you baby. Uh, and he, I got there. I got there in the end. He did finish the Baconator and the fries. Uh, just because otherwise we'd have to deport you. We'd have to send you back to Australia. <laughs> you have to be able to do that to visit this country. Um, but I, yeah. I do love Baconators, though. Baconators are really good. Do you guys have Baconators? Do you have Wendy's? We don't have Wendy's. Oh, it's too bad. Wendy's is good. Uh, what what um, is your like? You have you have you have Hungry Jacks. You have McDonald's. Is there a chain that you're is like a big burger chain, but not in America? Uh, the most immediate one that springs to mind is uh, probably Red Rooster. Okay. Um, they're like a a chicken chain. Mm. Uh, they've got some burgs. Um. Do you guys have schnitz? I don't think you have schnitz. No, because that, so that David schnitzel? was. Yeah, yeah, they're a schnitzel based chain. Mm. They're pretty good. Um, we also don't have I... Nando's. Nando's? Yeah. I thought... what? Don't we have Nando's? Oh, wait, I thought you do had Nando's. Oh, maybe they're just not in my region then. Nan... Yeah, because you live in fucking bumfuck Ohio. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Nando's, <Ouch>. I believe. <laughs> I believe we do have, but not in a lot. Not like every... it's like a couple, only a couple places, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a couple. I'm looking it up. There's, yes, 14 in Maryland, uh, 12 in Illinois, six in DC, 10 in Virginia. So mostly okay. East Coast. Uh, I remember seeing them in Maryland when we when we went to Otakon, or was it Otakon? Yeah, Otakon in DC. Um, Nando's are fine. Like, mm. I I like the peri peri flavoring um on their chips more than anything but also i find that their chips are like kind of soggy a lot of the time which i don't care for i see um i i not related but semi-related because australia i actually just got sent um a giant box of they it's seriously crammed full of tim tams and oh yes there's a lot of those these days shapes Shapes, yep, shapes are good. Oh, shapes are really good. Are those chips um, or what are these? Crackers, chips? They're like they're like little biscuits or or crackers, I guess you call them, with uh, like flavoring, like they, they look like really spices good. and stuff on them. Uh, barbecue is probably my favorite. Mm. If you've got the, they're the ones in the green box, I think. Well, there's um, a bunch of them in here, so I'll let you know. But I'm excited. I I find I never did do a Tim Tam slam, which, if I'm rem- correct, <laughs> it is. You bite both ends and drink through it? Yeah, that's okay. that's the Tim Tam Slam. Ooh, I might do that after this. Um, that sounds good. But, uh, yeah, like, actually, the shapes does bring us back a little bit. Uh, is there a thing that's going on? I believe at some point a few years ago, they, like, changed the recipe of shapes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they taste quite as good as they used to. But, mm. you know, they're still they're still pretty good. And what shape are they? Why are they called shapes? Because each like variation is a different shape. Like the barbecue ones are hexagonal. I think the pizza ones are sort of like, oh, like, uh, got, like little loops and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Uh, they're, they're, they're all like little different shapes with flavors on them. That's cute. Okay, let's end with um, your go your favorite fast food place because we talk about fast food so your favorite each of you your favorite fast food place what do you order and your favorite snack uh, uh we'll go back to you rick what's your favorite fast food place 
and what is your order? Mm, I I have to say, God, my favorite fast food place in general is probably Wendy's, just because of that Baconator. Mm. But I, I I mean I know you uh you talked with Dave a little bit about this on uh, on the episode you recorded with him. Um, and I remember him saying that the fries were just kind of okay. And I agree. I definitely, yeah. ag- I definitely agree with that. However, if I'm looking for fries, Arby's is where it's at. Mm, I, I love Arby's fries. Curly I would fries. eat a, a, I would eat a giant bucket of nothing but curly fries. Um, so probably some combination of those two. But uh, but yeah, Wendy's is my uh, is my ultimate uh, guilty pleasure when it comes to fast food. Okay. How about you, Wilco? What is your favorite? Uh, I'm. You know, if I'm just like, I could go for some fast food, like, just uh, on on a given day. Uh, Front Runner is probably uh, the the uh, old Dirty Bird, the Colonel, the Kentucky Mm. Fried Chicken, um, as it's known um, colloquially. The Um, old Dirty Bird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um. Um. Like, like it, everyone knows it's very greasy, but mm. so it's got like, you know, various nicknames like uh, the Dirty Bird, sometimes just the Colonel. Uh, one of my former housemates was fond of referring to it as Kentucky Fried Rat. Um, <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> uh, now, but, what do you do? You just get classic, classic wings, or what do you get? Uh, I like to get like you know a Zinger Burger of some. That's right, because you guys call them sandwiches if there's anything other than beef in them. Correct. Um, That's right. Yeah, we we don't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if it's in a burger bun, it's a burger. Um, I'm sorry. So if that. I put like Fruit Loops, do you know what Fruit Loops are? I don't know if you guys have progressed far enough to what Fruit Loops are. If I put Yummy circles. <laughs> oh, do you? Do you, do, that. do you mean they color, fruit loops. color rings? I love color rings. Uh, Is this going to be another rice bubbles cocoa pop situation? <laughs> rice bubbles. Rice bubbles. Oh, but that one's real, right? That one is real. That's what like, you call them. What like you call them like rice krispies and cocoa krispies, right? Rice krispies, yeah. Rice bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the little bubbles of rice, and they pop when you like. They're not add milk. bubbles. What... They're not. They're not. They're not round. They're not like orbs. Um, bubbles don't have to be round. What? Bubbles are round. When you, when you blow a bubble, it's round. God, I feel like this is a prolific 3 a.m. Skype argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is, like, one step removed from, like, what's an edible plant? Everything's an edible plant. You, some of them you can just only eat once because it will kill you. Uh, uh, but, so yeah, you, like, I'll usually get, say, like... Hold on, sorry, turn around. Uh, if I put Fruit Loops between a burger bun, that's a, that's a Fruit Loop burger? I mean, as long as you made the Fruit Loops into a patty first. Oh, so you're saying it's a patty? Okay, so so if like I like if you've got so like a it... like a crumbed chicken fillet that you're using as like a patty, like you've got a solid piece of meat in there, basically. So if I took dog shit and formed it into a patty <laughs> and put it between it, would that be a dog shit burger? I mean, that'd be a pretty apt description. I wouldn't fucking eat it, but okay, okay. that'd be an apt description. Okay, <laughs> I believe it would be dingo shit. Yeah. Uh, oh, you mean a ding a dingo dango? Oh yeah, classic. Uh, I love a dingo dango. They changed the recipe. <laughs> uh, 
Sorry, yes. You're so it's a zinger you said? Yeah, which is like in theory is the spicy variant, but they aren't as spicy as they used to be, I think, because most people are babies and can't handle spice. Um which is you know so that's fine. Like it it's fine enough and I'll usually get like uh some wicked wings on the side with it, which are again in theory the spicy ones, but They've really dialed down the spice over the years. I'm assuming to apply to uh, to appeal to the lowest common denominator of people who can't handle spice. When we talk spice, are we talking like a buffalo style or like a hot chicken style? Like what 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 like what do these taste like? Uh, I want to say hot chicken. Okay. Style. Mm. Um, because like it's not buffalo. Like I do like buffalo wings, and I'll order those from places sometimes. But it's definitely not buffalo flavor. I see. Okay. Um, and then back to you, Rick. Uh, favorite snack food? You know, if I had to pick one all-time favorite snack food, it would probably be white cheddar Cheez-Its. Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice. I love Cheez-Its. I could, I, I could, I could eat Cheez-Its like I could eat curly fries. I could just have handfuls of them throughout the day, and that would be all that I would eat. I love them so much. That is the best flavor. I agree. That's a very good choice. Uh, and we'll go. Let's finish off with you. What, what's your favorite snack? Um, for me, I think it's probably going to go to Mission Chips. Um, to, oh, well, not just chips, but Mission's uh, lime and and chili corn chips. I like those a lot. They're harder to find these days. Let but... me see what these are because we don't have these. Mission, you said. Yeah, mission. Like they, they basically do like, like Mexican food. Like you can buy like burrito oh, wraps and stuff from them. But they also do like a corn chip line, and I really like the lime and chili ones. So these are kind of uh, like Tostitos. You know what Tostitos is? Uh, I've seen the packets. Or these, but... I mean, these are kind of like Doritos. I mean. Yeah, they they they're just corn chips with like mm. lime and chili flavoring. The ones I, I'm talking about. I notice you guys yeah, also I've, have I've had ta- them. like taki variations you know what takis are takis i don't are, think so takis are like rolled up doritos and I, i'm google image i google mission lime and i can see you guys have atomics uh which look like curled up ones which uh the the anal- the comparison for our for us is takis here stateside okay not really familiar with those uh but... well maybe you should explore your your Maybe I should. Landscape. Like I am tonight with these Doritos 3D. Uh, I'm so oh, man. I'm so excited. I <laughs> I I cannot I cannot wait to either be enthralled or sorely disappointed. There's I don't think there's gonna be uh it can, I don't think it can be in between. It's gonna be these are exactly what I remember. I'm looking at these. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I might go try to hunt down a bag tomorrow myself. Uh, we- we'll be in another chat tomorrow night, so maybe we can compare notes on the 3D Doritos. <laughs> yeah, we should. And thank you for <laughs> thank you for letting me know. And if you if you ever hear any other food news, Rick, please let me know. Uh, oh yeah, anything yeah. as important as this. This 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 was the most important piece of news I've heard all day. Uh, and Amory got vaccinated today. But this is the most important <laughs> important piece of news I got. Wow. <laughs> this is the most important piece of news I got today. Uh, now, 
let's uh, thank you again for, or not thank you again, and thank you yet. Thank you for uh, taking the time. I, I feel like we could go like two more hours easily, but I'm sure I'm we definitely could. gonna have oh, you guys yeah. back on at some point. Um, Rick, we'll start with you. Where can people find you? You can find me um, on Twitter, uh, rip underscore carnage. I also have a blog at suchminutia.com uh, where I've written some articles about uh, some of the Dragon Quest games. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, Such Minutia, which I have been uh, doing some point-and-click adventure game playthroughs. So check that out. I try to keep them uh, chill and, and low energy. My goal with my YouTube videos is... If you can fall asleep listening to me, I will have accomplished my mission. Oh, yeah. I have put mm-hmm. myself to sleep editing my own videos, so as long as it works for somebody else. So I'm sorry. So ASMR, you're you're doing your own ASMRs for Ricks, basically. Y- yes, exactly, sure. exactly. Got it. And uh, Wilco, where can we find you? Uh, well, I'm pretty thin on the ground, but you can find me on Twitter at Wilco Jones. And uh, some of the board game streams are streams every now and then. That's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. You can find me like directly on at that Twitter, or I will almost certainly turn up like probably cackling like a madman in the margins of your various board game streams. And I, those are a lot of fun to do. Yeah, and I I will probably be doing some not soon, but soonish because I got I'm finally back on fulfilling some of the uh, milestones that I have yet to do. So uh, you'll see mm-hmm. these guys, I'm sure, on some of those. And one thing I have for, is for sure is that once it is safe to do so, all three of us need to play board games together in person. Oh, God, uh, yes. Wherever oh, yes, that yes. may be, whether it's here, whether it's one of your places, I don't care. We are. I seriously want to do like a, like, okay, I know... Like, uh, I know, like, oh, we can do other things, but having, like, a board game-focused, like, week or something, you know, with people who are hardcore, that would be really, really fun, so... Uh, Listen, I know that uh, I know that Wilco likes to uh, likes to explore as he should, you know, when he comes to the States, uh, because it's a it's a long way over from Australia. Sure. And I know, like, for example, our friend Max likes to go out and do things and see the sights. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be happy with taking a week off and shutting myself into four walls and playing board games for seven <laughs> days straight. So let's fucking do it. Let's yeah, fucking yeah, do it. Was, no joke. That, that was definitely like one of the most striking contrasts when uh, um, yourself and Jess visited and. Uh, David and Max visited. Like David and Max were out there pretty much every day with only a couple of rest days. Whereas when you and Jess were here, it's like you know we had a, we had a lot of like really chill days just sitting around. It's like let's let's watch you play through until dawn. Let's uh, <laughs> let's see what action Mike can do with his working machete. Damn, yeah, good times. We're gonna do it. Uh, thank you guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, no, thank you. It was uh, it, it was our pleasure. It was a lot of fun to do this with you, and uh, yeah, thanks for having us on. Yeah, not a problem. Happy to do this again anytime. All right. Bye, everybody. See you around, folks.